Hello, family and friends. I'm honored today to have with me Pastor David Flores from out in the Orange County, California area, which I've confirmed was southeast of L.A. about an hour and near Anaheim. Right, Pastor? That's correct. Yes, sir. And so honored to have you with me today. And I know he's been involved in ministry over for 30 years. He'll be preaching at our church tomorrow. And it's honored to have him with me here today to share. He has four children, daughters, all daughters married, and six grandchildren. And I'm going to kick it over to you, Pastor. To, we're going to start out today with your testimony a little bit and just let you roll. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you, Brother Greg. It's an honor and a privilege to be here with you. I'm excited, as you can tell, just before we got going here, that God has just been so good over the years. I've just, just appreciated the ministries that God has allowed us to be a part of, and Pastor Mark Pearl, and I get to meet you, and uh, the different ministries. I'll talk a little bit about that as we go in over my testimony, but uh, I'm excited to be here and to be alive at this time. For such a time as this, yes. we've been preserved. It's a Thank special you. moment in history. And you think about all the times in the last 100, 200, 250 years even. And say, well, when could I have been born, Lord? And where would you have used me? Would have been, what would have been an exciting time? But here we are right now at the closing of the, of the end of the age. Yeah. And uh, seeing biblical prophecies coming to pass. And, yeah. and watching different things happening. And knowing knowing, as you've heard many times, you probably we've read the end of the book. Yeah. We know how it ends. Amen. We know who wins. Yes. And so, you know, I don't want to be, no spoiler alerts, but Jesus is coming soon. Come on. Praise God. The enemy is it. defeated. Jesus is Lord. We are the bride of Christ, as though every believer that's part of the church of the living God. And so it's, it's exciting to be alive right now and to see what God is doing. So I appreciate the opportunity today. Amen. Praise God. Well, I want to share a little bit uh, today about my personal testimony so those out there that are listening get to get to know who I am and where I'm from. Yes. It's kind of a, a, a thing that when we began to minister out of our church, that God just put in my heart to share a little bit all the time because people like to get to know you yep. and where you're from. So I just celebrated my 65th birthday. Praise and God. in that, you know, I was born and raised in church. My dad at 16 gave his life to Christ and in the uh, down in Texas. Pastor to church at 17 and then came to Los Angeles as he was uh, in that 17th year and went to a Bible seminary in Los Angeles. It was a Spanish-speaking uh, Bible seminary, okay. a Pentecostal type of church. Mm -hmm. And uh, my mother, her family had a lineage of uh, being involved with the Emmy Sample McPherson, the great pastor evangelist yeah. back in the day. And my great-grandfather was a pastor of a large church in Los Angeles under that branched out out of Pastor Amy Semple McPherson's ministry. Wow. So there was, needless to say, there was a powerful demonstration of God's word, the Holy Spirit. My mom was a, was a pianist at a young age, I think at 11 or 12 years old. And uh, so anyway, so my dad comes to California, and he, he said he tells me, and he writes it down in his memoir, I wasn't coming to look for a wife. I was coming to, to learn more about Jesus and then go for my ministry. Well, lo and behold, and my mother was doing the same thing. I'm not looking for a husband. Okay? Yeah. I just want to serve God. But they met each other. They fell in love, and they got married. And my dad was then, when she graduated from the Bible seminary, he was shipped out to Brownsville, Texas, where I was born the following year. Wow. And so raised in ministry. And then eventually my dad came back to Los Angeles and uh, started his church there, which is still going on today. Pastored that over 60 years before he passed away. My story is that, you know, I was raised in church. I slept on the pews. I never missed a service. We were there all the time. And I can honestly say 
I did like church. I, I didn't, I wasn't angry about it. I, I looked forward to it. I had fun there. It was exciting to see what God was going to do wow. uh, later on. And so, but in that, in the depths of that, seeing those things and hearing good word and, and seeing miracles uh, literally before my eyes, yeah. people, the lame walking, blind eyes opening and different things, uh, you would think, you know, that, uh, well, man, you're guaranteed to be born again, saved and go to heaven. But I realized that at the young age, at 11 years old, 10 years old, actually, 11 years old, actually, it was 11 years old, that, that I need to give my life to Christ. You know, there wasn't a uh, life insurance plan for the family. Each one of us had to give our life to the Lord and confess Jesus. So the day I went up there, you know, the church celebrated because I'm the pastor's oldest son. And if you know anything about PKs and all the PKs out there, you know, I love you. We've got a powerful, you know, fraternity. And uh, praise God, praying for you always. But you know, a lot of times the pastor's kids don't turn out good, and they got a lot of pressure to live up to, and the church people know that. But praise God, I never had kind of that problem, but I knew I had to give my life to Jesus, and the day I did, something happened deep on the inside of me, and and uh, began to just live for God that way, you know. And again, I was young, and I got involved in church. I was part of the worship team, played drums, and uh, in fact, for the next year or two, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, got baptized in water later on. And I kind of knew in my life, you know, well, I love God. I love the word. I love church. My mom instilled in me a love for the word of God at, the, at a young age. She enrolled me in a Bible study course when I was like 12. And I didn't realize it. I get the free Bible after the 10 weeks. She said, oh, son, you, you graduate. You get to keep the Bible. Well, praise God. Later on, I look back in my life and I'm thinking about this. And, you know, the, everybody's heard this verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, that says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. They are thoughts of peace, not of evil to give you an expected end. Living translation says they're good and not for disaster, but to give you what a future and a hope. Yeah. And so I look back in my life, I said, God was with me all that time. He spared me from dying at a young age. I was premature. I was four pounds when they brought me home wow. and different things. I could have drowned at five years old. I almost died in 1978. Different things. I look back in my life, but God preserved me. And so I look back now, I said, God, you had a call on my life, but I didn't yeah. even realize it. I loved going to church, and I thought, well, I'll just go to church, go get a good job, went to college, went to USC, graduated, and going to go be a, go into business or something. I ended up going into education, and that was a God thing because that was preparing me to stand in front of people and talk. I was not a talker. I did not like to share things or whatever. I was very introverted in such a way. But in close circles, I, I would be able to talk and enjoy life, and I was fun. I liked to have fun. But uh, there was something that was hindering me. There was a lot of insecurities. So throughout my course of my life in 1978, I was going to USC, and I was uh, hit by a semi-truck on the highways in California, and I should have died. The, the highway patrolman said, it's a miracle you're alive, son, because you were ejected out of your car. I was sitting on the highway, and I had cuts and bruises and lacerations, but I was alive. I remember when that, big, that truck hit my car, the first thing I said was, Jesus. That's all I did is I screamed Jesus. Wow. I had my seatbelt on, but I still got ejected out of my car. Wow. Uh, so I screamed Jesus. I survived that. But on that uh, the asphalt highway there, I looked up to heaven. I said, Lord, this was too close, too close, Lord. Don't ever let this happen again. And I said to the Lord right there, I said, I am going to serve you all the days of my life. There's nothing else to do, nowhere else to pursue, nowhere else to go. It's you, and I'll do whatever you ask me to do. Amen. And I'm telling you, from that moment on, that moment on, within a week, I got a phone call to, do you want to be in a Christian gospel band, play drums? 
I said, sure, I'll do that. And so I, I took that call. A week or two later, I got a call from the Sunday school superintendent. You want to teach Sunday school for fifth graders? Yeah, I'll do that too. So my, my, I was just looking at every door that was opening. I'm going to walk through that door. Wow. And, and again, I, Jeremiah 29, 11, to be honest with you, I love the word of God. We didn't become prominent to me until I began. So we started our ministry in church. And of course, in the last 20 years, this verse is on bumper stickers. It's on, yeah. on billboards. People <laughs> wear it everywhere. Yeah. And so, you know, I started to minister. I said, you know, God really does have a plan for your life. Yes, you may not does. think he does. And it may not look like he has. And, and you may not have known him till you know, most of your life. And now you've come to Christ. He still has had a plan for your yes, life ever does. since you were born. Yeah. I was hearing this the other day, you know, uh, from Brother Kenneth Hagin that when, 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 People, kids are people are born into the earth. God's plan is already assigned for them. Yeah. His love is for them. They're already included in the family of God. But that time comes where we have to choose Christ. Yeah. And so, you know, intentionally, I had to choose Christ. It just wasn't going to happen. I had to make that decision. And on that highway in California, I made that decision. Wow. That that first door of playing drums, that band, I became friends with the bass player. The bass player had a cute sister who had a boyfriend. <laughs> All right. Well, that cute sister who had a boyfriend eventually broke up with that boyfriend. And now I led her to Christ in a Bible study. And now she's my wife for praise over 37 God. years. You know, so praise God. Wow, God had a plan. Yes, and when I talk about things, there's moments in our lives when you realize that you may not realize. Let's say it this way. You don't know that God was right there. Yeah. And he's always been there. He's been there preserving your life. Yeah. He's been there when you could have died, killed yourself, done something stupid. He was there and he spared your life because he had a plan yeah. and he directs your life in such a way you don't realize it, but God is so loving and so gracious and he gives each and every one opportunities to come to know him. Yes. So many times we miss those opportunities. And so I just put it in my heart, I'm going to take every opportunity God gives. So I began to play in a gospel band. I, I met my future wife. I, I met somebody who gave me a little book from Kenneth Hagin said, How to Write Your Ticket with God. Four Steps, and I read that book, and that got me into the Word of Faith, where, you know, again, I was raised up in Pentecostal church, so I knew God was powerful. I knew He could heal, He could save, He delivered. I've seen demons cast out. I just didn't know that He would will all the time, and I didn't know if He would do it for me all the time. Wow. So, but during, during the Word of Faith, it showed me that He wanted to heal me all the time. Yeah. He wanted to bless me all the time. He's a, as a, a recent song that just came out recently was, He's a good, good father. You know, wow. yes, He's a good, good father. That was an example to me because when I became a father of my children, I realized that I was a representative of God to my daughters. Yeah. And they were going to learn everything about God first and foremost through me and my wife. Yeah. And so the word of God began to show me, you know, well, this is how I treated my sons and yeah. my daughters. Yeah. You need to do it the same with yours. And wow. and so these different moments in our life, I, I came out of college looking to go into business. I couldn't get a job, ended up becoming a teacher. My high school math teacher called me up and said, David, you want to you want to teach math? I said, sure. I was a math scholar at high school and got a you know, got a scholarship to USC. So, all right, I'll go teach some some math. You know, that got me into public speaking. Yes. And began to sharing. And, and so transitioning to teaching the Bible was, oh, I'm ready to do this. Wow. So God was great. So I appreciate the uh, your opportunity. I want to share a little bit more because I feel really God wants to Amen. meet somebody right now. But Can't I want to pray for too. somebody yes. right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for those that are listening today. Lord, we know you have a plan for their life. And they may have done terrible things, crazy things, wrong decisions. But Lord, even in those wrong decisions, you were right there directing them to the right place. And right now, they're in the right place at the right time 
hearing this podcast. And I thank you, Lord, that they'll take that opportunity and accept you as Lord and Savior. They'll call on the name of Jesus and be saved. And they'll realize that you've been with them all their lives. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I can't wait for day two. I'm about ready to go take a lap around the church and come back here before we record session two. Well, thank you, Pastor. And you can contact Pastor Flores at their Facebook page at Abundant Living Church. Folks, we love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary, and he's coming back soon.